they have this thing that is literally called the big as your face burrito. And you can pick and choose what you want to go inside of it. So you can get ground <laughs> beef or chicken or pork. Like you can literally just throw whatever you want. You can top You're it speaking queso. Brian's language right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DCL Duo fans, we want to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney cruise vacations and love the experience and service that we get from our vacation specialist over at Touring Plans Travel and know you will too. So if you're interested in booking your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation or really any Disney vacation or any vacation at all, reach out to Touring Plans Travel at touringplans.com travel for a free quote and let them know you were referred over by the DCL Duo to help support our show. With that, on to this evening's episode. Welcome back, everybody. This week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And we're doing this one recorded this week because we have a great opportunity with a guest we're recording a show with today to do a little point counterpoint on our episode that we released on cruising out of the port of Galveston. So Bobby, Christy, if you're listening, we're going to keep it friendly, but we had uh, listeners write in with some counterpoints to our show on Galveston. And so we, uh, we wanted to have one of them on to talk about her experiences and she used to live in Houston. So let's welcome back Rebecca to our show. Welcome Rebecca. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. So happy to chat with you again. So Rebecca, you had a fairly strong reaction as a former resident of the Houston area to our Galveston episode. Well, let's just dive right in. What what would your tip and trick be for folks who are headed out of Galveston on a Disney Cruise Line cruise? So I heard what they had to say about staying in Houston versus staying in Galveston. And that's really where my biggest like take back was. I was like, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> and, and it is probably very biased because I lived in the area, but Houston to me, as, as great as Galveston is, I'm not trying to bash the city of Galveston. I've spent many vacations there with my family and, and beach houses and stuff. And it is a very historic city. And it is like New Orleans. The more they described it and they were able to, you know, to share some light on that. I, I agree with them on that point. To me, it does not have the same variety of entertainment, dining as Houston does. And that is just because Houston has, like the country, just a melting pot for so many different cultures from South America, from the islands around in the, you know, the Caribbean and all of that stuff. There's so many people that just pour in to the Houston area because of how big it is in size and just with how many people are already there, you know, it's really easy to to find new things to do, new places to eat. So there's you're you're very involved in the community when you stay in Houston. Um, you don't have to just eat seafood. If you don't like seafood, if your kids don't like seafood, you know, you can eat <laughs> at, you know, little hole in the walls places or we have amazing mom pa shops that are inner city. If you go into midtown, you're gonna get a lot more modern types of cuisine, different, you know, vegan or vegetarian restaurants, places that have different, you know, egg-free, gluten-free, nut-free, all the different types of dietary restrictions that are out there. And if you go in towards the arts district, you can go around Greenway. They have different 
walking places like parks and different trails and hikes. And it's not a a historic place. You know, it's a very up-and-coming, ever-changing, modern city. They have the aquarium. They have baseball. They've got football. They have basketball. All those games you can go to that are relatively at decent times and stuff like that. There's a lot to do in terms of museums. There's the art museum and history. There's different oil and gas industry museums, if you're into those types of things. To me, it just does not compare in the sense of also being able to travel in that city. It's a lot easier to get around using either general transportation or Ubers if you have a rent a car in the airport area. And, you know, one of the things that I know that they mentioned a lot in Galveston is the Moody Gardens area. Um, And they talked about NASA. To me, NASA is closer to Houston than it is to Galveston. They talked about Kima, which is also closer to Houston than it is to Galveston. Because Houston in itself is massive in Mm -hmm. space-wise. And there's a lot of the outskirts of the Houston area. Like, that's where I lived. I didn't live inner city, but I lived in my, you know, the Houston area. And without having to go over 45 minutes to get to Galveston, you can just go to places like NASA, which is maybe about 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes from the airport. If you go to the Kima Boardwalk, you're going to be able to go to there. And it's maybe about the same, just in a different direction. And so that was that was basically all that I had was that I just, I don't think it had as many available opportunities and the variety of things that you can get while you're in Houston. So if you were talking to someone who was sailing out of Galveston on a Disney cruise or or on one of the other cruise lines, what would your recommendation be as to where to stay in the area? Yeah, even just even just the part of the city. Like what's the what, what do you think would be the the fun part of the city to stay in if they were if folks were wanting to stay in Houston? So definitely flying in and out of Hobby. I completely agree with them on that regard. That airport is a lot closer to the port and it's also smaller than Bush International or Intercontinental, which is the main one in in the city of Houston. Anything in that Hobby area is going to be amazing. Willie and I actually flew out in January of 2020 to visit my family and they had transportation, free transportation to and from a lot of the hotels in that area from the airport. So even if you don't have to, even if you have to rent a car, you can still, you don't have to get it that night. You know, they will have different buses or vans that will take you from the airport to certain hotels in that area. And I think that there, you know, because Houston is so big, there's a lot of places that are a lot under construction. And if you're going to stay anywhere in the Houston area, you want to stay closer to 45, which is the main highway. That highway takes you from Houston all the way down to Galveston. And so if you're staying anywhere closer to that area, you're going to have it. It's it's just a lot easier to travel to and from if you're closer to either I-45 or right off the airport because they offer free transportation to and from wherever you're going to be staying that night. Give our listeners your it's called top three. What are the top three things that you would advise folks to do if they're staying in Houston for a few days before their cruise? If you are staying in Houston and you have kids, you have to go to the Children's Museum. You have to. It is basically a not a museum per se, but it has different 
rooms dedicated to different themes brought down to a children's level. So you can become, your children can become a cashier and they have a tiny grocery store with tiny little shopping carts and tiny fruit that you can put in your little cart and check out. They have water play areas where you can, you know, build and construct and be engineers and stuff like that. They have a newscasting room where you can be behind the camera, you can be in front of the green screen, you can, you know, be the news reporter. And I have vivid memories of my parents taking me there from those three specific areas. There's a huge jungle gym that you can climb around in and then they have food right outside that area. So I highly, highly, highly recommend the Children's Museum. Um, Another thing that I would say is probably necessity would be the aquarium in in the inner city. It's also massive. They have the whale watching and they've got shark encounters and they have a little touch tank with stingrays and different fish and stuff like that for again on the kids level that you can do you can feed the stingrays there which is one of the things that I have again vivid memories of from doing with my family and I'm not a very big zoo person and so I like the aquarium a lot the more because it's one mostly inside <laughs> it's hot there. It's very humid there in the city of Houston. So you get to be inside looking at animals and they have shows and stuff that you can do dolphin encounters and stuff. So I really recommend the aquarium. The next thing I would say you have to do would probably be NASA. I know that they talked about it. I actually used to work there as well when I was in high school. And so I know a lot about the different tram rides that they have where they take you through the different space stations and stuff. Yeah, they and it's they have a lot of shows and different games and arcade rooms and stuff that you can do and it's a lot of fun. I used to love working there. But yeah, you can actually go and walk through one of the spacecrafts and you get to take an elevator all the way up and you can sit in the cockpit and, and pretend to fly and of course jungle gyms and you know the tram rides, a huge cafeteria. Very kid focused um, for all three of those things. But anything you think around the Houston area that gets a little overhyped and people could actually just steer clear of? Um, the Fine Arts Museum or the Museum of Natural Science. Those two for me are just not very. It's, and this is all, I'm basing this on like family cruises. If you've got kids, those are probably the two that are not going. If you're a science buff, of course, go to the Museum of Natural Science, right? But to me, those aren't just, they aren't very family friendly. They have sculptures that can, to me, probably be scary and or inappropriate for children. And it's a lot more of the natural museum scene that you get where it's very quiet and proper and you don't have the, you know, the opportunity to just kind of be yourself or be children or families inside. And so it, it can get just a little, a little draining if you're going to go through there and you're not big on either of those two topics. Now let's dive into where I know Sam wants to head, which is food. <laughs> so as a local, what are those spots that are like amazing where, you know, maybe off the beaten path or where should folks go to get a good meal while they're in Houston? So this is not off the beaten path by any means. But if you're going to go to Texas and you don't at least stop at Whataburger, I think you've done it wrong. Whataburger is very much, I don't know how far out or in, if it's in many other states anywhere, but in Texas, it is a staple and you, you just have to go. They have this thing called the honey butter chicken biscuit. And it is literally a Popeye's type biscuit with a chicken strip and honey butter. And it, I mean, it's verbatim exactly what the title is, but it is amazing. And it's just a fast food restaurant. 
but it's something that to me is like out of this world. You just have, you can't go to Texas and be like, oh, but I didn't go to Whataburger. The other place, which this doesn't even sound even weirder. Um, it's called Bucky's. It's a gas station. <laughs> But it's a massive gas station with a general store inside and a huge, like they make their own meats. And that's where you can get a really, really, really nice brisket. If you're looking for barbecue, you can go there. You get a nice brisket. They make in-house fudge and different nuts and pizzas. And it's amazing. They sell furniture. They sell clothes. But it's a gas station. And, you know, but it's huge and it's massive. And you have, you have to go in there. For barbecue specific, not a lot of people know about it. I love going to Randy's. Randy's Barbecue is in the Clear Lake area, which is greater Houston. But from Hobby Airport, is still only about 15, maybe 20 minutes. Randy's Barbecue, they literally have the best pulled pork I've ever had in my life. I'm not big on steaks and brisket and burgers and other barbecue or, or ribs and stuff like that, but pulled pork, you got me. And they have a range of different barbecue sauces, you know, some that are spicy, some that are mango, some that are, you know, that's like they're they're known for literally selling their sauce by by buckets because they have so many different flavors to try. And so I always, always, always recommend Randy's Barbecue if you're going to be in the Houston area. I've got to ask, I'm, I'm certainly a barbecue fan. So I love that recommendation. I'm also a Tex-Mex fan. Anything in Houston that would uh, that would satisfy the, the, the folks coming in from out of state who, who want to experience Tex-Mex or we got to go someplace else? If you're looking for a, a chain type Tex-Mex restaurant, I recommend Chewy's. And they have Chewy's here in the in at least the Florida area where I'm at. And I actually introduced Willie to it. And we don't eat there anymore because I cook a lot now. But when we would go out to eat, it was always to Chewy's. They have this thing that is literally called the Big As Your Face Burrito. And you can pick and choose what you want to go inside of it. So you can get ground <laughs> beef or chicken or pork. Like you can literally just throw whatever you want. You can top. You're it speaking queso. Brian's language right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So that's the chain type. And then if you're gonna go to something that's kind of again off the grid, I recommend Las Haciendas. I'm not really sure what that translates to, but it's a very more authentic version of a Tex-Mex. So they have enchiladas and still tacos, still stuff that is very American. Mexican cuisine, but then they have chicharrones and they have flank steaks and stuff that is more of a Mexican slash just Hispanic culture type of food. So, well, Hacienda means a state. So, okay. yeah, so the estates. The estates. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked that up, by the way. Yeah. I do not, I actually don't speak Spanish at all. <laughs> Sam, what have we missed? What questions? Oh, um, logistically, what's the easiest way, if you're staying in Houston, what's the easiest way to get to Galveston? Do you need to rent a car? Are there car services? Is there any public transportation that you can think of? What If you're you know, cruising out of Galveston, but you want to stay in Houston, what's, what's going to be your, your easiest way of getting to and from? Getting to and from Galveston is not very long. So if I remember Bobby and Christy telling you, guys about Ubering. I have done that and I don't take an Excel, so I don't spend 160 bucks on an Uber. But I guess what I'd imagine with all of the the luggage and kids and stuff that you're going to need, you're going to have to to do that. There is public transportation. You can get bus passes and stuff to take you from Houston to Galveston. I think the bus pass is $25 per person, obviously to get to and from, which I can think would be easier if you have kids that are young enough and you don't have a car seat, 
you know, and you can't take a, an Uber cause you don't have the car seat or whatever, then you could, you know, you could take the bus pass to me. The easy, the easiest one though, would probably be just to rent a car for the day. Um, it allows you to go to and from anywhere in the areas in Houston. If you want to drive out to Kima or the boardwalk, or you want to go to NASA or Pleasure Pier or the Strand or any of the other places that Bobby and Christy mentioned, the easiest way to do that would be to just know you have a car for the whole day and be able to spend your whole day or two days there if you're staying, you know, for multiple days before the cruise or even after. If you're going to stay a couple days after the cruise, you can at least have the whole day's worth of using it rather than just Ubering from one place to the next and spending a lot more money that way. And you cruised, if I remember correctly, you cruised out of Galveston once on, was it Carnival? Yes. Do you remember if there was anything particular or you know weird or notable about the port that might be helpful for our listeners sailing out of there? I was seven years old. Oh, forget that. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way you're going to remember that stuff. Then it was nice. I remember some of the places that they mentioned. They they talked about the Galvez, which a a big hotel in the Galveston area that my mom used to have a lot of her work parties and stuff at. They would rent out a ballroom there, and we would always go. And from there, you can see the ocean really well. And it's not super close to the port. I remember walking along the strands and, you know, you can see the the cruises in the background and and stuff. And so, and we have the wall, the seawall that elevated the whole city of Galveston because of, you know, hurricanes and stuff that come in from that area. And so most of it is completely wide open. So really from anywhere that you are in the Galveston area, you can see where the cruises are going to be. You can see from where the port is all the way towards Pleasure Pier and towards the different beaches and in the restaurants on that property. So I love, you know, just being in the Galveston area for that reason that you can, it's such an open, you know, there's not a lot of tall buildings. It's not a major city by any, it's not Miami. It's not going <laughs> to be Seattle, you know, it's very much a, a relaxed, able to see everything, not a lot of corporate buildings and a very open space. So I do love how you're able to see everything clearly there. Are there nice beaches, like sandy beaches there? They're sandy and they're seaweedy, but uh, <laughs> it's not it's not a horrible beach by any means. It's not Bora Bora, but it's, you know, it's not just a lake either. You know, you can go in there, there are sandbars and stuff and it doesn't get super crazy. I think that the weather there is usually perfect. Houston and Orlando have very similar climates in that they're both very humid, but also not like, like temperature wise, they're not very hot. They're just like sticky. And so being able to go into the beaches, I think they're, they're really, if you can get past seaweed, you're fine. The seaweed is, can be really, really bad. And it's worse at low tide than high tide, obviously. But it's, it's not clear waters, but it's a beach. It's nicer than, than just going to the lake or, you know, sitting at a river or something. Would you recommend folks try sailing out of Galveston? Or would you just say, if you can go out of Port Canaveral, go out of Port Canaveral? Disney Cruise specific, I would, I would go to Port Canaveral just because you have a lot more options at different ports that you're going to be able to go to. I remember listening to you guys' podcast with Bobby and Christy and talking about how they really only have, they only went to West, like- I think it's Western, like Western Caribbean at, yeah. at yeah. most and only a Cozumel. Of, and yeah. yeah, for Disney yeah. Cruise, there's only two cruises that would make it over to Castaway, which I think is a pretty hallmark stop for a Caribbean cruise. For Correct. Disney. So if you're going to, yeah. So if you're going to sail on the Disney Cruise, I would probably recommend going to Port Canaveral just because you have a lot more variety of different ports that you're able to see and pretty much guaranteed to go to Castaway. Because if the dates don't work for you sailing out of Galveston, you're not going to get to go. And so, but I mean, Galveston is not horrible by any means. It was really 
easy for me and my family whenever we did sail to just leave our house the morning of and take, you know, 45 minutes to just drive down to the port and, and just be there. And, you know, it was, I, like I said, I don't really remember much of the cruise, but I remember it not being so stressful that we had to get all of these things. You know, I couldn't imagine with if all of us were flying out to a different city to go and do it. But I think if you live in the area and you're just looking for four days, three days, or even a week to just get out, um, Galveston is is wonderful if you're going to go sail out from there. But if you're looking to go to Castaway for our Disney cruise specific, I would recommend Port Canaveral. Well, Rebecca, we appreciate you coming on and offering a little bit of a counterpoint to our Galveston episode. We should say for listeners out there, as you listen to our Embarkation Port episodes or really any episode, if you've got some feedback you want to offer, let us know because we will either weave it into the show or invite you to come on and provide it as we did with Rebecca. We had one other listener who reached out to let us know that uh, I think in our Galveston show, we mentioned that Landry's was the owner of 4th Street Live and uh, I forget the name of the, the other place that we mentioned. And in fact, we were wrong about that. He happens to work for the company that owns those places and it's called Cordish Companies. So Cordish Companies, uh, just to correct our last episode as well. So if we make mistakes or you have opinions, we want to hear them and uh, we embrace them and love them. So (laughs) thanks, Rebecca, for coming on and providing the, the nice counterpoint to our Galveston episode. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, we super appreciate Rebecca coming on and providing her counterpoint this evening as a former Houston native about all the fun things you could do in Houston if you wanted to stay there instead of heading down to Galveston uh, before your Disney cruise or even after your Disney cruise. So I want to thank Rebecca for coming on. And if you are in your car right now or listening to one of our episodes in the future or listening to our back catalog and you find yourself screaming and talking to the radio, you know what? Do what Rebecca did. Reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. We always love to get different viewpoints on the show. So uh, if you have thoughts you want to share with us, we'd love to hear them. So just reach out. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also leave us those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts. They're really helpful in making our show more visible to people who might be looking for a Disney Cruise Line related show like ours. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. Or you can join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself you can also head over to our dcl duo channel on youtube for even more great content just browse to youtube.com slash dcl duo you can also support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash dcl duo and joining one of our support tiers to help us defray some of the costs of putting out our show each and every week the dcl duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with disney cruise line the walt disney company or the walt disney family of theme parks the views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the walt disney company or disney cruise line if you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent, or you can reach out to our show sponsor, Touring Plans Travel. Just head over to touringplans.com travel and let them know you were referred by the DCL Duo. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.